0: Since August, it's just gotten here. I'm going to do a hot veggies. I did this almost a few weeks back just to remind you what you could plant in the summer here. But uh, let's run it again. I did have several requests for it uh, on email and even one phone call. So here's my version of hot veggies for this part of the country. We're going to take probably this week and maybe some of next week to actually tell you what you can grow planting now, growing now, what I'm going to call hot weather vegetables. Some of them will surprise you, but it's something you can put in now. It's something that will take the heat when nothing else will. And I can't think of them in the list that I've made that I wouldn't love to have on my table. As a matter of fact, I had a friend ask me the other day, a friend of mine named Eric, if he could grow Sweet potatoes this time of year. Well, believe it or not, when it gets too hot for white potatoes, which is coming pretty soon, sweet potatoes are just really getting in stride. That's when they love it. And the ground's plenty warm right now to put your slips, your sweet potato slips in the ground. The vines spread so quickly, if you've ever grown them, you'll be surprised. They actually choke out most of the weeds. That's, called, that's kind of a, a reason in itself worth growing them. Did you know that you can also eat the leaves of a sweet potato? Most people don't realize that. Saute them or just throw them in a soup and don't forget. Your farm animals love them. Your ducks and Eric, your chickens, will devour them completely. So incidentally, since that's true, don't let your chickens and ducks be free-ranging in your summer garden. And I should mention here, just as a... uh, A piece of knowledge I'm sure most everybody knows, but you can't do that with white potatoes, folks. The white potato vine and leaves are poisonous. It is a nightshade. Do not be putting that in your chicken's yard and or certainly not on your table. Sweet potatoes are a whole different animal. Greens are good, potatoes are good any time, white potatoes, matter of fact, even leaving a white potato so that it's getting too much sun on the top, if you don't bother, and it gets that green look on the potato, you probably ought to cut that off. Because when it gets really green, it itself has some, uh, uh, may not kill you, but it sure can give you an upset tummy. Next are hot peppers. Well, bell peppers are going to start slowing down and kind of dwindle. Uh, a lot of the hot peppers are just getting ready to go. I use mine in salsa, seasoned dishes. I love them stuffed. I grill them. I, you can do everything with a, with a good hot pepper. If you don't like the heat, you can just kind of cook it out of it a pretty good bit. There are so many varieties to choose from, from really mild, uh, some that are pretty pungent, to some that will turn your mouth on. My favorite for this area this time of the year is called an ancho grande. It's kind of mild, but it's a little bit of spicy and it's really easy to grow. Next on my list are melons. The summertime heat really brings out the sweetened melons. A lot of people thought that, well, they're not hot weather vegetables, since they really are fruit, incidentally. These hot weather fruits still belong on the list. Whether you like cantaloupe, honeydew, or watermelon, you can't beat summertime melons fresh from the vine. Keep them evenly moist. Don't overwater them, especially as they're into the the ripening uh, end of growing or they won't be as sweet. It literally waters them down. Though there are a few bush varieties, most melons require a heck of a lot of space for sprawl. Plant accordingly so you don't choke out other vegetables in your garden, or you can try. Somebody turned me onto a thing they call the pantyhose technique that anybody's interested in. You can write me at Nature Approved at Yahoo, and I'll get you some uh, illustrations of it. It works well. It's kind of fun to do, and it's uh, but it's a little unique. I had to name one melon that I know works well. In these temperatures this time of year, it would be called Sugar Baby. Since I was raised in South Georgia most of my young years, this next vegetable is not, if my, not my favorite, one of my favorite, and that's okra. If you've only ever had it in a stew or gumbo, where the texture kind of has a little sliminess to it, <laughs> give sauteing, frying it, or baking it a try. Even on the grill, it's interesting. That eliminates that what my kid friends used to call the slime factor. But don't forget, you can pickle them. They're wonderful pickled and last all summer long. Back in the old days, my mother's favorite way to make okra was pickling them. For you spinach lovers, uh, spinach as we know it normally doesn't like the hot weather. But fortunately, I have a couple of offerings for you that look like, and in many cases taste like, and in always work just like spinach, except they can take really hot weather. There's a couple of them. The first one's called Malabar Spinach. It does look a lot uh, like spinach and can be used exactly the same in the same recipes, but it's not a spinach at all. And that's a good thing because it can really take the heat and spinach can't. It's best incidentally, I've grown Malabar a bunch of times. uh, If you put it on a trellis, you can have good greens all summer long. And to boot, they're both beautiful and edible in your landscape. And that makes them a real winner all the way around. My other spinach-like offering is New Zealand spinach. It's not a true spinach, but it can be used exactly the same way. Salads, soups, stir fry, uh, it just adds a lot of much needed green right when it's really hot and hard to find good greens. And it's really nutritionally as good or maybe better for you than the spinach that all of us eat most of the time. The other good news is nothing wants it but us. Don't ask me why, but it's almost always disease and pest-free, and it'll just keep on giving you good greens even when the days are 90 degrees and hotter. The only bad side about it till you get it going is it has a pretty poor germination rate when you first start it. So be sure to soak your seeds and or, if you really have time, pre-sprout them So if you want to end up with a good quantity of New Zealand spinach in your garden. And as the days are getting hotter and longer, don't forget this plant. Eggplants love heat. They'll thrive all summer if taken care of properly. I prefer the slender Asian-type eggplants. There's a Japanese one called Ikeban. And there's also one from Asia called, strange name, I'll try it slowly. Long Ping Ting. Believe it or not, three words, Long Ping Ting. My mom, on the other hand, preferred the big round one because she would slice them, roll them, stuff them. Both varieties are wonderful in dishes. The one dish that is a little complicated to make that is always a success, though, is ratatouille. Give it a try. And to help keep your bean quota for the summer, try yard log beans. Yard log beans, also called asparagus beans, thrive. almost the more heat, the better. They have a sweet, really nutty flavor. Grow them on a trellis or a fence. But here's the thing: even though they say yard long beans, pick them before they're a foot long. Right at a foot or less, you'll get the best flavor and the best tenderness, and it'll help them actually promote them to, to even put more beans on. The uh, best choice is the only one I even know the name of, is the asparagus yard long. And for those of you that have space, Corn is very much in the category of what we call hot weather vegetables. Even though, yes, I know it's really a grain. Corn does not like to be planted, as a matter of fact, until the ground has really warmed up. And it seems the hotter it gets, the faster it grows. Corn needs a lot of moisture to develop those ears and is a very heavy feeder. Lots of fertilization, folks, natural only. It's a great plant to follow with like uh, nitrogen fixing beans and peas. Uh, you can actually rotate them as a rotation crop, and one helps to take care of the other. Do realize this, and a lot of people don't, plant corn either in blocks or really even in circles because they're only wind pollinated. So if you've got them all in a straight line, getting and you know that every kernel has to have one pollination, each one that gets pollinated only produces one kernel of corn at a time. And if you want it to help produce even better, You can actually, if you have too many, you don't want to go nuts of this, you can actually help by hand pollinating the individual corn plants. In this case, without a doubt, and I've tried a bunch of varieties for small gardens, find Silver Queen. It's been around for over six years. It's easy to grow and it really, really is good. And to try one more bean varietal. They're called southern peas, black-eyed peas, cow peas. And the truth is they're really beans, not peas at all. They're a real staple where I came from in South Georgia. Picked very young, they can be used like string beans. They're not quite as timber. You just leave them strung, But let the beans inside fill out, shell them, and cook them with a little water or broth Uh, I don't think I ever remember eating any that we didn't add either a ham hock or a strip of bacon or two. That's how Southerners always eat it. Let them dry on the vine, and you have dry beans for storage that'll last all winter long if you want to actually uh, produce that many. The varieties that I've used best uh, that were easiest to grow here, a little different than Georgia, is called Queen Anne Black-Eyed Pea. And though it's getting too hot for some cucumbers in this part of the country, there's a a thing called an Armenian cucumber. It's actually just a melon, although it looks and acts like a gu- cucumber. They have a great cucumber flavor. You can slice them, put them in salads. You can ferment them and we'll make real pickles, or you can put them in vinegar. They just make wonderful pickles. But don't wait too late. They get huge. Try to pick them when they're about a foot to 15 inches long for the best flavor, and it'll also be a slightly thinner skin on the outside. And last but not least for this part of the show and for my summer hot vegetables would be tomatillos. I got to tell you, I came from Georgia. I never saw one until I got to Texas, but boy, did I fall in love with them. Many people are not familiar with them, but uh, really, if you've not gotten into tomatillos, give them a try. Though related to the tomato, these little guys love the heat and will keep producing when tomatoes have just given up the ghost and petered out. They come in more than one flavor and they're very, very versatile. Also, a lot of size changes. There's some real small ones that are stronger, some bigger ones that are tomato size. Try them more than just in sauces. You can make have them raw in a salad. If you cook, they will add a lot of pizzazz to your summertime table. I've even seen somebody slice them and put them on pizza, which surprised me but worked very well. So even if your summer temperatures hit 100 like it does here, you still have produce in the garden with the hot weather vegetables I've kind of just kind of given you a little fill-in on. So I hope you enjoy them. One more thing, you still have time to keep some tomatoes on the vine yet. Don't give up on tomatoes. If you're getting a blossom in, a little dark under the tomato, you need to go and buy nothing better than Epsom salts. You can get them at any drugstore. Get them, I think, at all the big box stores, certainly even at the grocery stores. And I just sprinkle them around the plants and let it slowly get watered in. Some people actually will dissolve a couple tablespoons to a gallon and pour it around the plant. I don't know that that's bad, but I just sprinkle it like I do dry fertilizer and it'll slowly break down and it'll give the uh, magnesium, which is what's short, magnesium sulfate, to the plant just at about the right rate that it needs. So remember, this time of year for a little pick-em-up for the last few weeks of when tomatoes are going to be able to produce because it'll finally get too hot for most all of them, although... Some of the cherries and some of the small tomatoes can go right through a good deal of the summer. They they are much more heat tolerant than the bigger tomatoes are. Thanks for listening to Organic Matters.